Hello, this is your boy Ocho, and welcome to the Health and Swell Podcast. Hello, Swell fam. Welcome back to the Health and Swell Podcast, Season 2. It's pretty crazy that I already did a season of the a podcast. I mean, I feel like I just started this thing, but Season 2 is about to get underway, and our first episode is amazing. So, as you all know, I was traveling for about three months, and one of the first places I stopped was in Ottawa, and I did couch surfing. So if you don't know what couch surfing is, basically you go to someone's house, they open their doors for you, you stay with them, no monetary exchange, and you just share, learn, and love life together. And I had such an amazing experience. And I met a guy from Chile originally. His name is John. Really cool guy. We became really, really uh, friendly. And uh, he wanted to be on the podcast. So I'm like, yo, man, let's do it. So uh, we're going to be calling him Chilean John, and we sat down in the backyard one morning. Every morning we got together, we had some uh, nice coffee, we spoke about life, we shared. And uh, in this podcast, he spoke a lot, a lot of different things. He spoke about his life, we spoke about his opinions on everything from health, nutrition, uh, spirituality. We spoke about the differences uh, in culture between Canada and Chile. Uh, we even spoke about poetry, music. And we spoke about uh, ayahuasca and his experiences with that. And then, of course, he ended up with me talking a bit about health and nutrition, the carnivore diet. And he had a lot of really cool insights. Uh, John is a scientist, a neuroscientist, actually. So he was definitely a very interesting person. I was so, so grateful to get the opportunity to speak with him. And I think he's a really good first episode for the Health and Swell podcast season two. So, yeah, if you are ready, everyone, we're not going to get too long in this introduction. I really, really, really hope that um, you take a lot from this episode. So, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's introduce everybody to Chilean John. Wow, my voice just cracked there. (laughs) You liking that smooth there, John? <laughs> what did you put in it? There's um, a mix of berries, pea milk, pea milk. Pea milk? Like pea, pea protein? Milk. Yeah. Um, kefir. Oh, kefir is good for your gut, man. Mm. It's like, I don't drink that though because, you know, it makes me um, a little um, sensitive, but yeah. a lot of good probiotics and stuff in there. Chia seeds. Yeah. See, chia seeds, man, it's crazy. It's like the, you're, you're, you're having like a breakfast that would be the opposite of what I have, but we were talking about this last night. You know, everyone has different needs for their body, and I think people need to, uh, they need to really like... Yeah, we all explore a little bit. Yeah, and I, to eat. people tell people what to do all the time, man. I don't like that, you know? Uh, we're all people, man. Yeah, it's actually, because you know how my crazy diet, like I eat the, the meat and everything. Yeah, man, There's a, a whole... savage, dude. <laughs> 
You um, like raw liver. That's what you want. Yeah, raw liver, man. No, but like people in this community now, they're fighting amongst each other, trying to say, "Oh, you're not doing it right. You're not doing it right." And the vegans do that too. But it's like, how can you say that to someone? You Dude, know? you can eat French fries and drink beer, and that's vegan. Yeah. Like, by definition, that's vegan, and it's not healthy. I know exactly, right? So but vegan doesn't anyway. equal to. Okay, so yo, we're recording now. I didn't tell you, eh? <laughs> um, yo, well, so yo, well, everyone, this is John. Uh, he's been hosting me in Ottawa here. First ever couch surfing experience, and it's been amazing. Um, we're just going to talk a little bit while we drink our coffee. He has his smoothie. This guy's got a cup of crazy big smoothie just chugging it. Love it. But uh, yo, John, quickly, just who are you? Where are you from? And all that. Well, I'm, I'm from Punta Arenas. That's in Patagonia, Chilean Patagonia, mm-hmm. way deep in the south. Um, I also got here in this house through couch surfing. Oh, you know, it was also my first experience in couch surfing in this yeah. house, and I end up coming back after a month. They have an opening, nice a room for rent, and now this is my, let's say, home. Yeah. So, so that's pretty crazy how like couch surfing got you like a permanent home. Like it's really cool, but I guess. Because a lot of people don't know what what is couchsurfing like. What uh, what's the goal of it? What, what, why do people use it and stuff like so, that? So, um, what probably Bridget will be the, the best yeah. to tell you because she she's busy been, watching cricket right now. Yeah, but she has been in couchsurfing like for twelve years or so. Yeah. So she really is. You should telling me that, man. It's mm. pretty cool. Well, like for me, it's like the the first sharing. Yeah. Like app out there, like Airbnb is not the same thing at all, man. No, it's like a hotel. There's no money here. Yeah, there's no money, which there's is no crazy. There's no transaction, you know? Yeah. And people open their houses and their life to share. Yeah. To you. If you have some references or, I don't mm. know, you write like a personal message saying, yeah. what is your... Well, that's what happened with me, right? Because I hadn't. This is my first time, and it's yeah. it's a little harder to get people to host you exactly. because it, cause you don't know, man. There could be yeah, weirdos out there. References. Yeah. Nobody can tell. Oh, I know this but, guy is good. He's gonna trash your house, you know. Let's say that. Like Bridget, our host, or I guess my host, because now you live here. Um, she's just so open, and I think she gives this opportunity to a lot of people to like. And I sent a personal message, obviously being really honest yeah. and open. So like. But she's getting a little bit more like. Select now because it's also a lot of. Yeah, I think you have to. We're, right? we're all busy, you know. We're yeah, exactly. Our, our life, so. Well, that's why I'm end, so grateful she yeah. she allowed me to stay. And it's, and it's good when you come for more than just one day because otherwise everything gets too packed. You know? Yeah, and it's and, hard. And, and you end up feeling like this is just a hostel, no? Oh, I know that's stupid. Like, yeah. I th- I think that's like one my story, and I was very honest with her when I messed her, and I think also. The fact that I was staying here for like a whole week, you know, it was really cool. I mean, one thing I want to say though about couch surfing is that some people think it's like, oh, free bed, but you can't look at it like that. I yeah, feel that's a very uh, cold-hearted way to see it. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be for sharing too, and to grow, you know, and you build like a yeah. It's a different way of building society. I think. I think building it is, community. man. I mean. Like even you and I, how our relationship has grown yeah. in like four days. Now I consider you like probably one of one of the like one of my good friends, man. And we've only known each other what three days. Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. Well, longer than three days, but I mean we've been having coffee like this pretty much every yeah. morning, and it's been a great. <laughs> yeah, it's a ritual, man. But so, I, Chile, and then what? So where did you go from Chile? You went so straight to I, Ottawa. Or? I start now. I start in Punta Arenas, 
then I went farther to the north, a place called Valdivia. It's very similar nature-wise to what is Ottawa, mm. a lot of green and rivers. Mm. I studied biochemistry there, then I stayed working like for 10, ten, ten years total between studies and work. Yeah. Then I moved farther to the north, to the capital of Chile, Santiago. Santiago, how is that different, eh? Yeah, way different because it's one of the few cities where you don't have access to the ocean. You don't get to see the ocean. So that's oh. something that I always crave because mm. I was born in a place with sea, sea view and the same in Bolivia. And then Santiago is, you are surrounded by hills so and it's very crowded. It's like five million people living in Santiago. Yeah. So it's way more stressful. Yeah, you were telling me, like, when I go to Chile, like, you don't even need to go to Santiago. It's better I mean, to do the countryside. You, yeah, I think I think there's so much beauty in nature-wise in, yeah. in other places, and you will get to feel more, like, local culture in other places rather yeah. than in Santiago. In Santiago, you're going to see the same culture you will find in any yeah. big city in the world. And, and it's like, if I'm going to go to a big city, I don't know if I want to do that when I'm in South America, where I feel like it's a whole different culture and I can yeah. really experience it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess I want to ask you that, like, if you could... I know this is a hard question, but if you could pinpoint, what's the biggest difference between, like, Chilean culture and, like, Canadian culture? Well, I wouldn't feel that comfortable making, like, a strong opinion because I haven't been here that long. No? That's fair. But but, uh, I got here in in the end of February mm-hmm. this year, and before that, I was living in Hawaii. Oh, wow. So I moved from, when I finished my studies in Santiago, I got the chance to start working in Hawaii, so I moved there. Beautiful. And I stay in Hilo, in the same yeah. place. It's the same island, big island, where there was a volcano eruption uh, yeah. last year, I think it was. So that was uh, something special, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, Hawaii, yeah. I've never been, but like, is it as gorgeous as people imagine? It's beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. And Food must be really good, a lot of fish. <laughs> yeah, man, and there's also like a lot of Japanese culture. There. Right, because it's not that far. Exactly. So a lot of good sushi. Uh-huh. Yeah, and poke bowls and all that. Yeah, exactly, the poke bowl is very popular. Dude. Um, so then, from Hawaii, I moved to Ottawa. Yeah. Which was kind of shocking because in Hawaii it's fairly warm. And when I got here, this it was like minus twenty. <laughs> yeah, in February, man. Dude, you must have been like, what's going on? Dude, was that was tough. But had you ever seen snow before? Yeah, in my hometown in Punta Arenas, because we are so far down in the yeah. south, you know, like we are closer to Antarctica. Yeah, uh, the, see so that? Like it can get cold, but not yeah. as cold as here, probably. But I told you, you know, like it's extremely windy. Though, mm, yeah. That's one of the... When you were telling me that last night, I was confused for a second, because where I'm from, the more south you go, the more yeah, hot it gets. Yeah, exactly. But then I remembered, oh yeah, it's the equator, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why, like you were saying, like, we don't have salads where I'm from because it's too cold in yeah. the south. And I'm like, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't have but, too much access to greens, you know, and mm-hmm. local fruit. Yeah. But, so I guess, instead of, like, comparing, what's, like, a big part of Chilean culture? I'm going to tell you, like, one of the biggest differences that I know. Yeah. Um, without trying to make it, like, a judgment. Is, um, see, we are way more sociable expressive yeah you know and it's quite easy that you will see people hugging or everybody say hi to a friend or mm. let's say I meet your girlfriend yeah 
You kiss it's, her. It's it, all good if I kiss her in the it, cheek and yeah, to say hi. Of course. You know, and that's very common in Chile. Yeah. Everybody say hi, even if you don't know people and yeah. someone introduce you for the first time, you give her a kiss in the cheek and that's completely normal, you know? Right. And you handshake, you close her friends, you give it a hug or whatever, that's all that is normal. I think here that's way more like restricted and people is more like yeah distant. like the personal space i think is more it's because there's been a lot of like crazy bad things that have been happening and, like the media is really talking about it yeah the me too movement yeah and these sorts of stuff have been uh, they have a big impact yeah but, uh, i don't know if it was just because of that because i was not here before no. yeah honestly man like i guess for me like i think yeah a lot of women are just they're scared man and that's kind of yeah. i think that's leads back to like this couch surfing thing like yeah. if you're just more open and honest yeah. and sharing maybe we can change that but it's yeah, tough but man. I wouldn't I wouldn't only put it on on women's no you know, men too because I also feel like the men's are not as uh, friendly, friendly and, yeah know? no I feel like a lot of men are are, are kind of stuck man like mm. like the people with the one I talk the most mm. is immigrant people it's yeah not local guys yeah I feel you you know because it's different yeah, I, I, it's not that I'm choosing not to talk to them, but it's just, yeah. it, it has not happened yet. So, less likely. you know how there's this thing about machismo in like, um, yeah. um, it, so I find it really funny because from my gathering, I feel like a lot of men here in North America were told, yo, you can't be, like have this yeah. machismo, and uh-huh. then we end up being actually more aggressive, more, um, because we're not as honest and open about like sexual sex or stuff like that, yeah. we end up doing way worse to women. Yeah. So I find that pretty interesting because there's this idea that machismo is 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 bad for men. Yeah. But but, but I can, think I think it's not good if machismo machismo means there is like an exaggeration now of yeah. some like characteristic of whatever is considered like male features. But and that's a big problem here. It's like not, it's not very. It's not very helpful to go to any of the extremes, you know? Yeah. And machismo is kind of the patriarchy, too. Yeah, so and that's not good, I agree. Uh, I think it's not it's not the best, but, but slowly, I think, things are changing. Are changing, yeah? yeah. And that's what I find interesting, because we don't have that idea of machismo, mm-hmm. yet I feel like there's less of a... I, I could be wrong, because I've never been to, like, South America, but it, it seems like there's less of a problem with, like, I mean, it is oh, a problem. Yeah. In, in my country, and in many other places, I think that subjects like um, men attacking a female for uh, that, that's e- a problem e- either for a sexual harassment or for because they have a bad breakup and people that's don't have, and people don't have a skill enough yeah. to deal with frustration, you know, or they don't have they didn't have like a more enriched environment yeah. that will provide them some support. Yeah. They end up dealing very poorly you yeah. know, with this frustration and they end up attacking yeah. women. Uh, you know what? Then I'm wrong. It's the same thing here, man. And the only difference is we don't have that like as part of our culture. But when you think of like Spanish culture or like uh, South American culture, yeah. they always talk about machismo. But it's the same thing here, man. We're taught as men to be like these strong, can't cry, can't hug. I mean, we've hugged yeah. what? Like, all the time, man. Yeah. And it's great. We talk about things. Man, yeah. we cried together and that's fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel men are, are told you can't do that. And that's... I don't know what you think about that, but... Well, like, my my experience is that 
in Chile there, we had a military government for a while. Yeah. yeah. So that make a big impact in few generations, you know. Mm -hmm. So let's say my dad was very close and keep everything for himself. Right. He was not really the right person to say I want to express my feelings or things like that because like, yeah. don't bring me shit to me, you know, like I'm just gonna right. work my ass off to give you like mm. a roof and try to provide you better opportunities than what I had. Right. If you have a problem, go talk with your mom. Yeah. But your mom is also working so Yeah, that's like, it. We all we all end up trying to build whatever is our consciousness a little bit mm. picking up from different yeah people, you know? and that's very true um so do you have like a big family or just no, it's, a, it's a small family yeah it's only i have only one one sibling older brother yeah and dad and mom they are all in my hometown nice mm. uh, so you said patagonia but your town again i it's i can never pronounce it Punta Arenas. Yeah. that's it's amazing like sandy point yeah that's that's cool man i can't wait to get there eventually but yeah man i just i just think it's incredible that a lot of people, um, they, they, we spoke about this a lot, about uh, too many people are like stuck in their comfort zones and that yeah. a lot of people don't even realize that they're not doing what makes them happy because they think they have to do like the, is it's shown. told, yeah. you know? But what, so what, what would be your advice to those people? Like how would you, what do you think is a good way to, to really find your happiness if you're stuck and... Well, I think you got to be on your own a little bit explore yourself yeah you know um, I think that's already a good start you know and we also talk about this being grateful is yeah. a very good one you know yeah do you practice like a gratitude thing or do you just every day wake up and try to say I'm, I'm grateful like, I don't know I mean I consider myself someone who has not a huge uh, travel list like I have yeah. been in so many countries or things like that but I'm definitely far from my beginning yeah, my, well, I mean, point. dude, you've told, and like, you've, you haven't been many places, but you've definitely, you've yeah. seen many things, so yeah, that's important. I, I have moved around, and and this is not everything um, honey, you know, and sweet, mm. and, and easy going, you will have to struggle, and I think that's important. Yeah. And, and not fall in that mm. struggle, you know, like, allow yourself to fall, but as as soon as you can keep going mm. so we'll, we'll, I'll talk about this and I have another more serious thing but we're drinking coffee right now is coffee big in, in Chile? Um, no it's, I think it's big in Colombia for sure like it's bigger in mm -hmm. Colombia you know but I'm, I'm a coffee uh, fanatic me too man yeah. so what's crazy is right I tested it once I started this n pretty much no plant diet right and I yeah. tested it and I'm like even though man I think I told you I have French press at home, I have a Chemex, I have espresso machines, I have the old school, I have like so many different ways to make coffee, eventually I'm going to get, like there's this thing, it's, it looks like a science experiment, it like you have to keep it overnight and it slowly drips and uh -huh. everything, but I tested it, I'm like okay, I'm going to eliminate it, see how I feel, mm -hmm. and guess what, I felt amazing, way better, more energy even, uh -huh. That's don't care, <laughs> I went back to drinking it, it's so good, Yeah, but well, I think you can take a break in between. And That's what I'm going to do. Fine, but, no. but you know what, man? At the end of the day, it's like I was telling you. You got to enjoy life. And if drinking coffee makes your life better, yeah. then then do it. If, if I mean, it's definitely better than just drinking beer every day. Yeah. Or, Although, or all day. You know, like. 
uh, listen to this, well, fam. So uh, I don't know if you know this, but I hadn't drank in eight months, and it's not that I drank a lot. But last night I had my first beer in eight months. I didn't have a whole one. I have a full beer. A glass of beer. It was good. It was ceremonial. Yeah, it was ceremonial, dude. And we had a beautiful dinner. Oh my god, yeah, so talk about that, what did we have to eat last night, and it kind of goes back to the couch surfing, like people that want yeah. to couch surf, like a good idea, people, is to, like, go if you're, check it out. yeah, and if you come from somewhere else with, like, a different cuisine or culture, cook for the people that are hosting you, offer them at least, maybe they won't want, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, that's a great way to share it, with yeah. that's maybe part of my culture, too, mm. or in the South, mostly, we all share food, yeah. and I think it's one of the... Mm. Most, um, it's one of the most common things that we have, no? Like, we all need to eat. Yeah, we all need to eat, man. <laughs> so, like... Maybe not the same way, but we all need to yeah, eat, you know? But we all need to eat, and it's nice to share, you know, like... I don't know, someone is chopping uh, the veggies, yeah. or someone is putting the meat, and, or then you do the dishes. And, yeah, and yeah well, like, talk, and as an example, it was kind of last second, right? So I didn't actually have food to offer, but what I did was, you know, I, I helped with the dishes, I helped any way I can. Yeah. So... Well, yeah, so what did we eat last night, man? Well, they bring some chicken with... Yeah, awesome they, he's our other um, housemate. He's, yeah. he's real cool. But uh, they made this awesome salsa, no, with the chicken. Yeah. That was great. It the was like a Mexican was, type thing. Yeah, it had onion, cilantro, yeah. lime. I cumin, think. you can taste the cumin. Um, yeah. I actually never used to like cumin, yeah. and now I love it. It's like one of it's my very, favorite. It's very healthy, too. Yeah, no, yeah. see... I'm a f- even though I'm doing like this animal diet, I'm mm. still I still think spices and yeah. and herbs are really important because yeah. our ancestors used that as medicine. You know what yeah. I mean? But anyway, yeah. What else do we have? So we have that with the chicken. We have delicious lamb, three pieces of lamb. Um, Bridget made a very colorful salad. I had some of that great. too, everyone. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that was great. It has some like rice vinegar. I think it was the secret. yeah. Marin. Yeah. Yeah, that's what she told us. Yeah, that was great too. What else we have? We have tortellini. Yeah. We, I didn't have any of that. I feel sad, but hey. Like us, and tomato sauce with bell peppers, basil, and blue cheese. Yeah, you were talking to me like that was a really good addition, the blue cheese. I think that was cool. Yeah. Mm. yeah that, was, that was good. But what was the main thing we had, man? We had fun, man. That was no, we you forgot the main meat. <laughs> Lamb. 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 No, I, I, said, I said Oh, you said lamb? Yeah. My bad. So, <laughs> lamb is big in Chile? Like, you make lamb a lot? No, we don't make lamb a lot along the, the country, but in my hometown, it's, it's big. Right. So, but the way we will make it is like the full lamb yeah. on a standing stick. <laughs> See, that's, know, to for, me, that, that for like... four hours, five hours at least. That's amazing. See, that makes me smile, man. As yeah. a carnivore, man, I would just take that whole thing. <laughs> like, yeah, man, that, that's awesome. That's a full day of eating because... <laughs> You gotta wait so long to the lamb be ready. Yeah. But in the meantime, you are setting like mm. different barbecues around while yeah. you're waiting for the lamb that everybody's checking on. Right. How it's going to look. So, like, is that like kind of almost a spiritual thing when when you do that lamb cookout or? No, no. That there's there are some like ritual things that our you know people does mapuches. Mm. You know. Yeah. They, they make rituals when they start. Um, you know putting seeds in the land to grow bees or things like that, they make an offer mm. and they will kill an animal and everybody will yeah. share food in a circle, you know. But uh, that, that's not that's uh, my original culture. No. Okay. 
Um, so is there a big, um, what's the relationship like between the indigenous people and, and, the, the, government. and, and the government and like... Well, it's, that's a tough one, I think, like, almost everywhere is an issue, no? Yeah, it's, it's a big issue here, I gotta be honest. And I think maybe here they're a little bit more advanced, but we have a lot of problems because the law in Chile judge um, Aborigines resisting the illegal occupation of the government right their, their sacred land right and they are fighting back of course right but um, the government treat them as terrorists oh, that's so horrible the law yeah way harder on them yeah and instead of using like regular police they will send the army <laughs> to, to go and fight them so it, it has been some in very highs and downs yeah. violence you know with this sort of stuff and this has been going on for so many years too yeah it's a very it's a very tough um, like uh, ethnicity so they're yeah. brave yeah they're, they're warriors yeah they're good fighters nice. so they have been like a lot of violence a lot of a lot of casualties that lot, shouldn't exactly, be there exactly on, on both sides it's horrible know, and and at the end there's there's not really a fair treatment from the government because the government just wanna push them and make them be as small and tight they can be yeah so then they can sell the land because the government already sell the land sold the land to big companies who are trying to take the forest and rip it apart yeah so that's that's the interest no so at the end is the money interest of a few mm. taking a full culture. Yeah. What's the North American influence like in Chile? Like, has it has it hurt people? Has it like when it comes to poor people, are they feeding them like Pepsi, Coca Cola, all this bad yeah, food I mean, and stuff? I mean, that crap is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. We have McDonald's and we have all that fast food it's sort hor- of lifestyle, you know. Yeah. What do you think of that? It's unfortunate, dude. Yeah. It's, it's you know. Very unfortunate. I even now that I'm like eating the way I'm eating everything you know what man if you really think about it what's better what tastes better like a nice cooked lamb and chicken that we had last night or a Big Mac from McDonald's everyone yeah. says that food tastes better yeah, I, I mean, don't think it does man yeah we we don't make huge dinners like we did last night every day no no but but, but I do cook most of my meals exactly you know, and bring my food to work and I rather do that yeah you save money too I save money and I put whatever I want and I know what I'm eating mm. you know and yeah. and you invest like we talk about this too like since in life does not only cost you money they cost you time yeah so I invest my time in trying to yeah. get myself properly you know um, uh, there's this book it's called The 4 Hour Work Week it's a very famous book it's by this guy Tim Ferriss and the argument was who's richer someone that works 4 hours a week but makes um, let's say $40,000 a year yeah. Or whatever, or someone that works eighty hours a week and makes sixty thousand dollars a year. Like who who's richer technically? Yeah. Technically, they'd say the person making eighty thousand. But if you're only working four hours a week, you have all the time. Yeah. So it's a cool concept. Yeah, but I I think that's a good way to say it. But in my case, for example, I I work a lot. Yeah. Definitely, I don't work only like office hours. Right. You know, 
but it's because I'm doing what I want to. Yeah. So you're a researcher, right? You're some, we won't get too much into that, but I mean... Yeah, I do some science research in an institute, and basically that's what allows me to be here. Mm. But you don't get paid extra hours, you know? It's yeah. just like a fixed salary. Mm. But I end up saying crazy hours sometimes yeah. just because I want to do it. Yeah, you love it, right? Yeah, and, and because I know that the more I put in, mm. something is going to come back, no? I think being passionate is really important in life. And a message that I'm trying to like, I mean, everything that I've been through, right, you know? If I can be this happy having gone through all the shit that I've been through, like, so, ma so many of you think that you have to do things and you're not doing what makes you happy because you think, oh, I won't make money, I won't make mm. this. But what was the first thing you said? We don't need much, right? We don't need much. No. I mean, and also, some people want to be really, really, really rich and work like 80 hours a week at a law firm. Then yeah. go ahead. That's fine. Yeah, knock yourself out, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, you're going to knock yourself out. All right, let's talk about some funny things. So, um, I got to be honest, man, your music taste is incredible. So, what type of music do you generally like? That's a very wide spectrum of music. Yeah. So I like from classic jazz, I don't know, let's say a few names, from Duke Ellington, Miles Davis, classic Train. Uh, Afro-Cuban music too, like Irakere, mm -hmm. something that we listened yesterday, or South American, like singer-songwriters like Violeta Parra, mm -hmm. or Silvio Rodriguez, also Cuban singer, uh, some of the salsa, classic mm -hmm. salsa too, I also like. like any, any American music you like? Yeah, I like some of the American music too. The um, Rolling Stones. <laughs> yeah, well, the Rolling Stones are. Everybody like, loves them. Yeah, but they are not from America, no? Oh, it's true, they're British. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but, that's alright. Uh, <laughs> from US, let me think. I think from US, I listen more like recent music. Yeah. Uh, I like to go and check uh, like upcoming artists. Mm. Uh, we listened yesterday to Yellow Days, we listened yeah. yesterday to some Fat Phrase Drop, yeah. and something else. Nehuena Frobit was one of the bands we listened yesterday, that's a Chilean band, mm. inspired in Fela Kuti. Is that the one we were dancing to like crazy? Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that song in particular is from Fat Relic, Yeah, it's, it's a good one. Yeah. Uh, but there's, now with internet you can have a lot of like artists yeah. on music. There's yeah. good channels for music like Sofa Sessions or the KXP Radio yeah. or the Tiny Desk concerts. Yeah. All these are good resources. I uh, I've enjoyed the music you've like because I'm I'm kind of like similar. I like so many different types of music. Like I listen to a lot of hip hop and like electronic music when I'm just chilling or whatever. Yeah. But I love I love even country, man. I don't know. You like country yeah. ever? Yeah, I, it's I good, like, eh? Yeah, because. Like I was telling you, you know, I like singer-songwriters. I also play a little bit of guitar. So yeah, I was like, actually just like going to ask you. Yeah. The, the simple music, I, I really dig in, in that. I also like, like, since more from Lebanese or more the spiritual side or mi yeah. you know, Middle East music yeah. is beautiful too. Like mm. Ravi Shankar and all these guys, no, those mm. are very good too. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think our names. I like to explore music. Music from Mali is... is Mali? Mali. In yeah. Africa, then. Yeah. They, yeah. they have beautiful music. I should check that out. I've never listened to Mali music. That must be cool. Yeah. They, they have good musicians. 
Manu Chao is definitely one fun guy to listen to. Yeah. Well, you know, last time we also listened to some Australian, like Dub FX, or he might be South African, but then who yeah. was the guy that we listened to last night who was incredible? Matt Corby. Yeah. That song is called The Trick of the Light. That's it's really yeah. cool. Yeah, it's like, he dubs a lot of it, right? But yeah. just with a guitar? Yeah. Um, I'll put these in, put that in the show notes to give you a link, but yeah, no, man. Um, What about like books and stuff, writers? You have the... Pablo, what's his name there, that poet? The famous South American poet? Pablo Neruda. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. I like some of his stuff, but it's been translated, so it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, it's not the same. Well, he's not my favorite. No, you know, eh? To say he's just popular, eh? Yeah, I mean, but it's the styles at the end. Like, I like to read poetry. There's a good book that is called um, Nine Poets' uh, Quest for Enlightenment. Mm. And the book is called Holy Fire. Oh, really? Yeah, Holy Fire. And that is a selection of one of the greatest poets in the world, different times, mm-hmm. like even hundreds of years ago, like Rumi and some guys from India who were writing in Sanskrit. And the book collect the search and the perspective of all these guys regarding love, consciousness, spirituality, yeah, you know, uh, that's that's a good book. There's other book called um, like Lacey's Guide to Lacey's Man Guide to Enlightenment. Oh, that's so you're really into like spirituality then, like from Tadeusz Golas. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting book because of course it's short because it's for lazy people. <laughs> lazy, oh, la- <laughs> I thought you said Lacey. I'm like, who she? <laughs> <laughs> No, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah. That no, your English is really good, man. Actually, because from what I understand, you you taught yourself English, though. But anyway, continue yeah. about this book. So this book is is interesting take on not everybody can search for their own spirituality or narrative of whatever is consciousness. Mm. We talk a little bit about this, yeah. Too. But they are using like a comparison between what will be being a monk and just quitting everything yeah. or taking like a hard discipline mm. for that mission you know yeah. or exploring yourself and yeah you might do mushrooms or yeah. psychedelic drugs so it's that that's the kind of things this book brings yeah. and the the book is interesting because there's no moral uh, weight on mm. the things the guy says yeah but it's a very refreshing way of uh, looking at things and just yeah so you mentioned like psychedelics um have you ever had any experience with like um i don't know like mushrooms ayahuasca dmt uh i I haven't done dmt on his own yeah um i I have done mushroom not too many times yeah when i was in hawaii i took the chance yeah and it was awesome it was a beautiful place to do it too and it was with friends and you gotta be in a good place right next to the ocean yeah we were swimming and playing frisbee in the ocean yeah. for hours and that's just, amazing just playing like kids and enjoying yeah it was, it was very nice but you were telling me you did ayahuasca too that's... yeah i have done ayahuasca too and, and that's i have done um, a few other trips on my own yeah i think Ayahuasca, I will put that in a completely different... It's almost like not a drug, eh? It's an experience. It's yeah. A, it's a spiritual experience. And it's, it's not... Um, I wouldn't recommend to do it as something fun, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, like maybe it, because it's, it's hard on your body too. Yeah. 
you're telling me that it can be hard on your back. So it's it's really when you are you can take it as amazing, you know? yeah. Or if you are in some sort of like a struggle, or you just wanna check on yourself, or you are in a process of self growth, yeah. but it's not it's not the easiest way to start. I, I wanna no, don't say like <laughs> a big and, issue. And also yeah, you sorry. Need to contact like the right source to get. Yeah, yeah, that's what now. I was going to ask you because it's become like a tourist thing now. Exactly. So and it can be dangerous. Like, yeah, people mixing, they will give you a little bit of ayahuasca, but in order to make it more psychedelic, they yeah. will put some other shit in. Yeah, that's know? not good, man. And so you got to be careful on that. And it's a ceremony. I mean, this this was this ancient, ancient knowledge. Yeah, you know? and ancestral ancient knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Um, Crazy. You need, you need to respect that, no? Like... The, Imagine you are in the Amazon, so I don't know how many different species of plants and stuff are yeah. around, and they knew how to pick these two that make it work. No? It's it's actually incredible because DMT, like the 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 compound that makes you hallucinate, it's um it lasts when you take it just by itself. It lasts like quickly, right? And they somehow found a way to combine it with like some other plants yes. to make it a longer experience, which yeah. is incredible. Humans are incredible. I yeah, the thing is it. The ayahuasca, it will break down the enzymes that uh, exactly. disrupt the DMT. So mm. that's why if you eat it, mm. it will not last long because the digestive system it will break it down, mm. and you will not get like a large amount in your blood. Exactly. Running. But they found chacruna mm. and ayahuasca is the mix. Mm. Chacruna is one of the plants that they use for DMT. Yeah. So if you grab chacruna and mix it with ayahuasca, what ayahuasca does is that it will stop the breakdown of the DMT. Yeah. And then you can have like a high level of DMT in yeah. your system. And it lasts a long time too. Yeah. It will be like the same difference than smoking weed. Yeah. Or eating. Yeah, eating lasts know? a lot longer, right? How long does it last approximately? Um, it can last five hours. It can last six hours. It will depend on... Uh, how are you? What is your value? How, wow. how strong is the preparation? Yeah, and um, so if you, if someone's listening to this and is considering doing ayahuasca, mm. what what's the mindset you need to go in to do this? Like you kind of talked about it, but like I feel you hear sometimes online bad stories. Yeah, well, and they're kind of similar. I feel I like think, why? I think you gotta be humble and open. Yeah, you know, and well, just go with an open heart and. And don't forget to just keep breathing, whatever thing comes to your mind, yeah. and let it go because um, you are gonna purge in different ways. You you can purge physically, mm. and you might go to the bathroom. <laughs> you might shit yourself. <laughs> you might need to ask for help so you don't shit yourself, or you might throw up. You know. Yeah. But those are like minor things. They but really your are. Your mind is on a purge too because mm. we carry a lot of like baggage sometimes yeah and, uh, we build these thought patterns and sometimes we don't talk about the things that we want to try to cover mm. you know uh, and not, so they don't become like real but it, in that state yeah they will show up probably and or or you might have a wonderful trip you know yeah you never know you don't every, know every time that i have done it and i always said that to the people i met over there is like every time is different mm. and not 
not only the ceremony is different you feel it different mm -hmm. like your body will react a little bit different yeah. you might have visions you might not have visions but, yeah. but the main thing is working anyways no yeah man like i um uh, i guess i'll ask you this because you you kind of you're a scientist right mm -hmm. so what do you think is going on there with uh like how what, you think like we have this um the pineal gland that's mm -hmm. how like and they don't really know a lot about it but they do know that dmt is released when we're born and when yeah. we die yeah. so it's almost like a lot of people like Joe Rogan especially he thinks it's a portal to another dimension like yeah. it's do, well, what do we do what do we know about it not much eh I think I think it's hard to talk from the science yeah side you know yeah like I told you a little bit about that yeah I, I might work in science but it's like saying just because you work in one subject of science you don't know everything yeah really like like you said no no we don't know shit you don't know shit yeah so <laughs> i think so, that's a good philosophy man we so don't sometimes like we have some knowledge graham hancock is one anthropologist oh graham was, hancock yeah yeah he's cool he did a lot of research on on ayahuasca and also jeremy narvi yeah a, a french anthropologist who wrote a book called the cosmic snake Hello. Morning, Charlie. Morning, Charlie. We're actually doing a podcast, so say hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> no problem. Um, but yeah. So this book, the Cosmic Snake, is is like um, a very good book to have a reference from if you want to know more from the science side, mm. but with the experience of someone who went there yeah. and did it with locals, you know? Mm -hmm. So he went to check what what is this thing, you know? Yeah. What is this ritual, this shaman sort of mm -hmm. And from from being an observer he moved to try it, you know? Yeah. And and he described the first chapter is like ayahuasca is the T V of the Amazons. Like people <laughs> get people get knowledge. They yeah. don't know how they get this knowledge because they don't know how to read. No, they don't have electricity. Exactly. At that time, so how are they getting this knowledge? You know. Yeah. So it's crazy when so you think about it. He was talking with some of the channels, and the, and the channels would tell the guy like, "Well, we drink ayahuasca, and I just have these visions." And, wow. And um, that the plant is teaching. This, yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like you're learning from nature. Exactly, and so I think calling it a portal or calling it like uh, it might be another dimension at the end these are just like concepts and hypotheses but there's nothing that I can say oh this is this or that because I cannot prove it no right so to test and uh, or to make an hypothesis actually you need to be able to prove it yeah or deny it yeah so if you cannot test it yeah, uh, yeah. and it's like you think we'll ever be able to or you think that's something we probably will never understand completely I think I think we are not putting too much effort. Uh, yeah, I mean it's not that towards, important, right? You know, towards that. Like I think we have, or it's we, view, ha we haven't solved basic scenes, no? Yeah. Like we talk about this too. Yeah. Like at this point, there's still people starting. Yeah, and it, it really makes no sense considering like. Yeah. And, and then you have industrial food. Yeah. And so, like, w even though we might have knowledge and we might be moving forward. In scientific knowledge or technology not all the time I think we are using these things to explore ourselves more yeah I agree um, there is some work being done but it's minimal compared to 
Yeah. So what we could do. Huh? But like, I so think. Oh, sorry. Continue. Question, going back to your question yeah. about what will be my interpretation of the DMT and this portal, I think at the end is opening yourself to your own narrative. You know, mm -hmm. and, and we have uh, a lot of common visions. You know, since we were raised, mm. we all have a connection with nature. We are part of this. You know. Yeah. And if you don't see yourself like that, usually you end up feeling very plastic. You know, yeah. You know? And if you go to get some of this experience, you will fall again. It back into nature, yeah, back to your natural way. Of, yeah. yeah. And I think then you can have different sort of visions. And yeah. Stuff, but at the end, you, you ground yourself a little bit more yeah. to, to your surrounding and feel alive and connected to this. Well, I, I, here, this is, we'll, we'll start talking more about some things. But have you actually heard about grounding? We're just like actually putting your feet on the earth? Yeah. I There's an electromagnetic. Um, yeah, I hear about that. It's pretty yeah. interesting, man. Like, I yeah. think. More like you said, we need more research on so many things, but that's cool. Yeah, but I think one thing, like what I'm trying to say here, is shamans they didn't have research on that. Yeah, no? or they didn't do research no. the way that we are talking. Exactly, now. it's more about the experience. No. Yeah. So I think we all know a little bit, or we have our inner uh, wisdom telling mm. us what is good or for us. What yeah. Makes us feel good. So if you if you don't listen to yourself that's like kind of a different thing and as a scientist this is a interesting concept do you think science is becoming almost like a religion in some way like because there was a study that said oh this is what, what it is and some people like treat it as if it's like the word of God almost you know I think something that is cool about science is that it's constantly being challenged and tested and it can it can be very dynamic you know mm -hmm. so whatever have been the paradigm for mm. years, mm. someone else is uh, able to prove it wrong, yeah. you know, but he might need to fight against the yeah. establishment in science exactly. too, but it's possible and I think it's more po likely to happen uh, in science because like there's fact yeah. behind now. So if you can prove it, you uh -huh. know, then there's nothing else that, yeah. I mean, it's not an opinion. I no, exactly. Yeah, like, like I, I, I think this is like that. No, I mean, I've gotten really good at facts. yeah, and I've gotten really good at like. I think a lot of people like they'll know a little bit about something because they heard it on the news or they mm. read something in a book and they'll they'll talk about it as if like this is fact. And they own the knowledge. Yeah. But like, if there's no mechanistic data supporting it, like like that's why the flat earther thing. Like, I just don't get it, man. There's like mechanistic data showing that the Earth is round. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a different. <laughs> Okay, so um, we'll sort of wrap it up, but um, I'll quickly talk about my diet, and I think it leads into what you're saying, because, eat, like, what do you think, like, the fact that I'm able to eat only animal foods and be healthy, and that some people can be yeah, vegan see, see. and be healthy, it's interesting, right? Like, Yeah, but I think, like, not everybody is still the same, we yeah. have, and we have different, uh, like, how to say we have different stages in our life like sometimes mm. the same that was being good for you mm. 10 years ago might not be good for you yeah well it's 10 years our gut bacteria changes eh? yeah so, so depending on who you are exactly. or what have you been eating yeah. or how your body is reacting you might yeah. have some issues with modified food you know exactly you are having some problems with that like it's very hard to get yeah. that are clean and not it is man yeah 
pesticides and things like that, you know. So. There's a study actually that came out. This might blow your mind, because um, you know about uh, Roundup and glyphosate. They yeah, put yeah, the, I know, I know. So this got no? yeah, and all Monsanto, and that's horrible. Like there's cases coming out of children dying from cancer, people dying from cancer. Yeah, I think it was just recently. Yeah. For first time, Monsanto, and they got sued. Yeah. Yeah, and and uh, it's a couple, no? A yeah. Couple that they were able to prove that they got cancer. But this guy did a study, okay, and he tested all the pesticides in the plants, and he mm -hmm. found that glyphosate was only 0.01% of all the pesticides and the rest the plants create on their own. Yeah. So how fucked is that? Like, that's why you, it's like, you were also mentioning yesterday, like, if you're from an area of the world that ate a lot of vegetables, right, and your ancestors ate it, you might be able to, uh, to eat that more. So I think, I know for me, even though I'm eating like this carnivore diet and it's working for me, I think it's wrong to tell someone, hey, you need to eat this way too because it's like, no, you got to listen to your body and be intuitive, you know? Mm. So, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, what is the name of this guy who was also in the Joe Rogan podcast um, and it's kind of... Um, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah. He yes. He's one of the first people that's tried this. He only eats steak and water, man. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, he, he had that and the daughter also is following that. Yeah, Michaela, that. yeah. yeah. You want to hear something funny? Like, I don't know her very well, but I went to university with her and we were at that orientation week together. Uh -huh. But, uh, yeah, no, I... I so I, I know crazy. there's people who, who feel better with that. There's people who eat only Vegan. one time a day. People, yeah. But at the end, you got to figure... Yeah. What is good for you? What works for you? There Definitely, is. Definitely, yeah. I will say, uh, eating crap is not gonna be. Good Processed food's a bad. Yeah, that's yeah, the biggest yeah. problem. And like uh, the fake seed oils, like yeah, canola oil, and, and high sugar yeah. food or yeah. high salt and yeah. fat. You know. You know, some people have been saying that uh, fructose it, too much. Well, of course, too much of anything's bad. But people yeah. have been trying to say that fruit makes you fat. But that's bullshit because it's coming with other things and it's also coming from nature. That said, though, a lot of fruit is not the natural fruit that we, our ancestors, you see, you know? So it's like, yeah. well, it's like I said, we don't know shit. So, like, <laughs> just listen to your body, man. Like, fuck. Like, I mean, like, I, like I eat raw liver every morning and that's just like, you, you even said, hey, man, you do what you got to do. I'm not going to yeah. do that. But you, you do you. Do <laughs> But um, but yeah no man it's it's pretty incredible what I've been learning and stuff like that but I think for me like the way I eat and if people are sick I think the way I eat is for a lot of people that have like problems like me autoimmune problems mm -hmm. they do well with going on a more animal foods diet but if you don't have those problems and your gut bacteria is okay like people don't just start eating only steak and water because you 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 heard it on the Joe Rogan podcast or you heard me talking about it yeah I, I never tried that diet like yeah. only meat. But I don't think you need to, man. You yeah, feel good, you know? Yeah, but also it's because like, I'm more drive to eat uh, like seafood and veggies. And yeah. that's the kind of things that I know I feel yeah. good with. And that's amazing, you know? Um, I don't know how my body will react yeah. to just eating meat, you know? Yeah. I think it might be too heavy for me. Yeah, man. I, I wouldn't I, change I, anything I if you feel good. I, I don't, exactly. I don't feel like I need to. Yeah. And my health. Yeah. Uh, it's okay now, so... I gotta be honest, when I first started this, though, I had to check myself a couple times because yeah. in the community, there is that, like, dogma dogmatism where they're like, you need to eat this way. Yeah. And at first, I'm doing the research and it's supporting what I'm doing and it's it, it's hard, man, to be like, hey, wait a minute, man. You need to step back a minute yeah. and realize. And, like, now that I'm getting into trying to become, like, a health coach and, like, eventually I'm gonna get my certificate, mm -hmm. I've been looking into how to make a vegan diet, as an example, mm -hmm. 
the most optimal for people. Um, so I actually have a question. Are there is it veganism a thing in Chile? Like where you're from? Do people only... Is there people that do that? I think... I think... Uh, I understand the question. Yeah. At the end, what I want to say is that at this point, yeah. with the internet and the kind of society we live, yeah. everything is almost the same. No? Like yeah. People do shit, people do veganism, people do eat crap yeah. from McDonald's. So, what definitely happened regarding being vegan or being vegetarian is that it's more expensive. It ends up being, because, uh, well, yeah. unless you're eating the really crappy processed food, no, you know. No, but in general terms, it is more expensive. So, yeah. people who take this path, they either have or more money it's or more time, because yep. you need to go and search in a specific place mm. where you can find the product, you know. Yeah, and exactly. And have the time to make it, and if whatever you are eating probably is going to be lighter mm. on your stomach. So if you have a work day of nine hours, you're not going to be able to last as long as you got to eat a lot. Like a more carnivore diet, yeah, you know, or more heavier diet. <laughs> you can last so all day, but I think being vegan or being vegetarian is up to you. Yeah, I think, I think so far in my way mm. of looking at things, yeah, in, in my country, I think it's something more of for privileged people, yeah. And it's like that here too. I, th I feel it's like a lot of like very privileged people are, can be vegan and all that. And my thing though is, and I, I don't care if people are vegan, even though like personally, I don't think it's the optimal diet. But at the end of the day, man, if you want to do that, that's good. Yeah, yeah. But they try to say they're saving the animals. But you know, when they're making like um, soy and stuff like that, it's anyway. I don't know about that, but I can tell you. Uh, animals die no matter what. <laughs> it will come the day where... where where they will be able to prove that plants might have some sort of consciousness too, and yeah. there is a science. I on think that's how true. Plants communicate too. Yeah. There's patterns of or signals between them. So, if you are eating plants, at the end, I mean, if, yeah. if you don't want to eat anything alive, mm. you know, plants are alive. They just aren't the same. You know, it's up to you. So, I, I, it's it's hard for me to empathize too much with whatever is behind that. Yeah. Like I, I can get it from. From the point of view, like if you feel your body feels better, that's okay. I understand. There's, uh, you don't want to make anything suffer, but I think it's kind of naive thinking that because you are just eating mm. uh, a vegan diet that <laughs> you're saving everybody or anything. I think it's, it might be true that yeah. you can make some sort of yeah. difference, you know, and you might feel better with yourself. Yeah, that's good. I think there's so many different ways to make a difference, though. Yeah. It's like, that's what I'm, I think it's really important. I think that's what we got out of this conversation, everyone. Uh, John's not a diet person. That's what I do. But, like, listen to this as, like, an outsider. I think he's come with a really good idea that, like, judgment. Like, don't judge people for doing something. Everyone has their own way of impacting the world in a positive way. Mm -hmm. And as long as you listen to yourself, that's good. So, we'll wrap up. And I have a question that I ask people at the end of my podcast. Um. And it, I don't know if you'll understand this. Most people don't. Uh, so the podcast is called the Health and Swell Podcast, right? So what, in your opinion, if you want to live a life that's health and swell, what what what, what is swell? What, like what is what does that mean to you? You know, I don't know what is swell. Oh uh, yeah, it's true. So like, swell is like a kind of a word basically saying like nice or like the way I look at it is swell is kind of like the reason why I did health and swell is because for me. I'm into all this health stuff, I'm into all this nutrition, but I'm also 
like that guy you'd meet at a bar one night, you know, who seems like he's a partier or something like that, who yeah. you, you might meet at a coffee shop. Yeah, so and like, if he's like healthy and happy or something like that. Or yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Dude. No, so what's your, so what's your like vision of a happy, healthy world, you know? I guess that's a better way of putting it. Well, I think it's, it's hard to... It's a hard question, I know. <laughs> Because it's not a real question, no? <laughs> I guess you're right. It's, it's a statement. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with being happy and healthy, you know? Yeah. So what can I say? Yeah, it, you you're know? right, man. Do, do whatever you need to do to get it. Yeah. If you are already there, good for you, man. Yeah, you exactly. Share, you know? All guess. right, well, John, man, let's let's get that. Dude, that was amazing. Thank you for doing this for you. Yeah, man. Today, My man, pleasure. and uh, you're going to go take a nap now? I'm going to go and take a shower, not <laughs> Because I'm going to getting ready for biking later. All right, man. Thank you so much, right. dude. I love you. All right, guys, I hope you liked that episode with Chilean John. Soft-spoken, but so, so intelligent. And I really feel that this interview was very valuable. Uh, he had a lot of really cool insights. He taught me a lot about life, and uh, I'm planning on going to see him again soon. Um, re-listening to this was actually amazing. Uh, it uh, helped me relive the, the awesome times that I had in Ottawa and the awesome times and experiences I had with couch sort of thing. So... Uh, for anybody that's uh, interested in traveling on a budget, definitely check out Couch Surfing. It was a life-changing experience for me, and I really think you can get a lot out of it. And um, you're going to learn a lot, meet amazing, cool people like John. So, yeah, I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, you could definitely check out all my social medias, as you've already heard about. You know the drill. And tune in next week for a new episode of the Health and Swell podcast. We love doing all of this for you, and we really do hope you're enjoying it. So, I really, really appreciate you tuning in. I'm grateful that uh, anybody's tuning in, really. And I really do hope that you all go and crush it.